Hari Om. So the first six chapters of uh, Bhagavad Gita is from the standpoint of a jiva, an individual. The second set of six chapters, beginning from the seventh chapter, is from the standpoint of Ishvara. Ishvara reveals his identity. What do we mean by Ishvara? God. God reveals his identity in all these chapters. And then the last set of six chapters tells us the essence of Jiva and essence of Ishvara is same, is one and the same, is Brahma. Like Jiva is a wave, Ishvara is the ocean and essence of both is water. So in a very beautiful way, the very essence of Upanishad or the Vedic wisdom is revealed in this Bhagavad Gita. So Bhagavan begins the chapter by telling Arjuna to listen carefully. I will tell you that I will give you my knowledge. You will be able to understand me. You will be able to know me completely and without any doubt. But listen with full attention. Be attached to me. Be in a state of meditation. Keep your mind calm. And totally being dependent on me, you listen. I will reveal to you the knowledge as well as the wisdom, the experience of that truth. The way to experience that truth. And having known which, nothing more remains to be known. Though this is the most wonderful uh, experience or the ultimate state, but very few people walk this path. Out of millions and millions of human beings, only a rare few develop their desire to gain enlightenment. This is a path of enlightenment, spirituality, which leads us to that mystic experience of oneness with the divinity. One comes to understand that I and God are one. The divinity is within me. Very few people get that desire in their mind. And even when we walk this path, only a rare few comes to uh, reach that ultimate state of realization. Because of so many reasons. One is to find a right teacher is very rare. And even after finding a right teacher, then put forth effort and walk this path with full sincerity and faith is also very rare. So we should be able to uh, bless ourselves. We need blessings of the teacher. We need blessings of the scriptures. We need blessings of Ishvara to attain this final goal. So after making Arjuna ready for this knowledge, Bhagwan reveals his identity. We had read that uh, shloka yesterday. We will read it again. Shloka number four. Bhumi raponalo vayuhu Khammano buddhi revacha Ahankara iti yamme Bhinna prakriti rashtadha, 
భూమిరాపో నలో వాయు ఖమ్మనో బుద్ధిరేవచ అహంకార ఇతీయమ్మి భిన్న ప్రకృతిరష్టధా భగవాన్ ఫస్ట్ రివీల్స్ హీజ్ అష్టధా ప్రకృతి అండ్ ఇన్ ద నెక్స్ట్ వర్డ్స్ ఈ విల్ రివీల్ హీజ్ పరాప్రకృతి ప్రకృతి మీన్స్ నేచర్ భగవాన్స్ నేచర్ భగవాన్ మీన్స్ దట్ బ్రహ్మ హీస్ దిస్ టూ ఫోల్డ్ నేచర్ సో వన్ ఈజ్ ద ఎయిట్ ఫోల్డ్ ప్రకృతి and another is para prakriti so this eightfold prakriti is uh, made up of the five great elements bhumi apah analah vayu and kham bhinna that word is used to indicate that these five elements which uh, bhagwan is talking about they are in their tanmatra state in their sukshma avastha not the grossified five elements which we experience but they are the subtle five elements which then further becomes gross and further becomes uh, cause for this whole world which we experience so this para and apara prakriti bhagwan will mention later on are the cause they are the very source of the entire world which we experience but here he is talking about this five element which are bhagwan's prakriti and they are in their subtle form tanmatra and they can they are experienced by our senses as uh, shabda sparsha roopa rasagandha as sound when we say space space is experienced as sound the very essence of space is sound the very essence of uh, vayu that is air is touch the essence of fire is sight the essence of uh, water is taste and the essence of prithvi is gandha the fragrance so these five elements in their subtle form not grossified but in their subtle in the blueprint just like we have a blueprint before we construct a, a house so this is the blueprint of the entire cosmos in this in their subtle form means they cannot be uh, they are very uh, what you call beyond all comprehension in their sukshma avastha before they become gross then bhagwan says manah buddhi and ahankar this manah buddhi ahankar also of their sukshma avastha of the cosmic nature so bhagwan shankaracharya ji mentions that this mana here should be taken as ahankar this is just a technical details i will explain so mana should be taken as ahankar buddhi means the cosmic intelligence and ahankar here means the avyakta prakriti avyakta avastha unmanifest prakriti so the unmanifest prakriti then the cosmic intelligence then cosmic ahankar and these five elements together they constitute this ashtadha prakriti this ashtadha prakriti is all that we experience is seen 
or is experienced as other than I. It is seen. See, just as um, when we, uh, from an individual level also, we experience all this uh, eight. When we are in the deep sleep state, we experience that avyakta prakriti, the unmanifest prakriti, which is termed here as ahankar. Then, we, when we wake up, we uh, we are generally aware of that I am just awake, that awareness arises, that intelligence is there. And then the I consciousness also awakes. And then I become aware of the world around me. This you have to understand at a cosmic stage. Bhagavan is talking from a universal standpoint. So at the universal level, there is this unmanifest nature of God. Then the first manifestation from this is what we call the cosmic intelligence, Hiranyagarbha. Cosmic intelligence or you can say cosmic uh, intellect or cosmic mind, the mind of God. Then the ahankar, cosmic ahankar, universal ahankar, the sense of I, wherein God said that, okay, I am and I want to become many, that I, at a cosmic level. And when Bhagwan decided to become many, first he manifested as these five great elements in their subtle form. First space, then air, then uh, fire, water and earth, this matter. See, even uh, let us skip this aside a little bit and try to understand our vast cosmos in which we live from a scientific standpoint. Hmm. Many times people, they want to listen to little science also. And we will see how what is said in science is uh, very well connected to what Bhagwan tells us here. All of us sitting here in Delhi, Delhi is in India, India is in what you call on this earth, and this earth is one of the, one of the nine or eight planets nowadays, they, they have reduced one planet, eight planets, huh? Pluto is not considered as planet, and our solar system, so our sun, hmm? so vast, but the sun is one of the billions of stars which are there in our galaxy. There are about 100 billion stars in our galaxy, equal to the sun, much larger than the sun, 100 billion stars. I don't know how many zeros come in that billion. 100 billion stars are there in our galaxy. There are billions of this type of galaxies. And a bunch of galaxies together, they are called clusters of galaxies. They go together. They are like one family. And such clusters of galaxies are also in billions. So the universe in which you and I are living and sitting is very, very vast. And the matter which we see in this universe, which we can experience as the as the various planets and the satellites and the moons and all the suns and all, they are just 4.4 percent. 
see this all this I got from the science book huh? 4.4 this I am telling you to tell you the relationship of what Bhagwan is telling us and what science is telling 4.4% of matter alone is known 25.6% matter are dark matter they are unknown but its existence is proved but it is not seen it doesn't interact with anything and 70% dark energy is there together constitute our whole universe according to science once upon a time the entire universe was now it is expanding but at one time it was all together and when it was all together there was no space there was no matter there was no time it was something they call singularity and there was a bang a big bang and from there the universe began and is expanded bhagwan talks about it as avyakta prakruti which is cannot be comprehended cannot be known it is avyakta avyakta means unmanifest from that unmanifest prakriti alone cosmic intelligence arose it doesn't have a form it doesn't have a it you can name it as hiranyagarbha it doesn't have a particular form it is intelligence and from that intelligence arose the sense of i i consciousness but this i consciousness of ishvara all over puranas and others talk in the in a in a very uh, very beautiful language about how then bhagwan decided that let me let me create the world so that i consciousness is what we call that ahankar cosmic ahankar and from there the first manifestation came as space space is of the nature of sound some scriptures say that also talk in the language that first sound existed with god and then that manifested that sound in our scriptures they talk about the sound as om so so space which is of the nature of sound got manifested first in its subtle form then from that space came air from space came air from air came fire from that came water and earth in their subtle form so this eight aspects of bhagwan's uh, prakriti is together is called ashtadha prakriti it bhagwan calls it lower prakriti apara prakriti with respect to the para prakriti which he will talk about in the next words this is the ashtadha prakriti or you can say uh, matter hmm. in our english language you can say uh, all this is matter only this five elements the manabuddhi ahankar or this avyakta cosmic intelligence and ahankar is nothing but matter matter means that which can be experienced that which is different from the witness that which is different from the seer is considered as matter or jada drishyam drishya it is called so bhumi rapo nalo vayu kham mano buddhire vacha ahankar iti yamme bhinna prakriti rashtadha 
भगवान से दिस इज माय अष्टधा प्रकृति डिफरेंट फ्रॉम दिस अष्टधा प्रकृति इज भगवान परा प्रकृति एंड टुगेदर दिस परा एंड अपरा प्रकृति बिलोंग्स टू गॉड मीन्स वेन वी से गॉड मीन्स ब्रह्म एग्जिस्ट विद दिस टू प्रकृति सो लेटस सी भगवान परा प्रकृति एज ए रिवील्स एंड देन टुगेदर विल ट्राई टू अंडरस्टैंड देन अपरेयमितवन्याम प्रकृति विद्धि मे पराम जीवभूता महाबाहो यदम धार्यते जगत अपरेयमितवन्याम प्रकृति विद्धि मे परा यदम धार्यते जगत अन्याम प्रकृति विद्धि में पराम दिस प्रकृति भगवान से अष्टधा प्रकृति इज कॉल्ड अपरा प्रकृति लोअर नेचर लोअर बिकॉज इट इज वन इज दैट इट इज दृश्य डिफरेंट फ्रॉम अहम इट इज इदम इट इज एक्सपीरियंस एज दिस 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 एंड also because it leads to bandhan it leads to bondage ultimately so bhagwan calls it a lower prakriti but now he will talk about his para prakriti so here in this seventh chapter these two prakritis are called as apara and para to confuse you further in the in the 15th chapter bhagwan calls these two prakritis as uh, akshara purush uh, and akshara purush in the 13th chapter he calls these two prakriti kshetra and kshetradnya so these different terms are used but it means the same thing so apara prakriti and para prakriti and all these together constitute this world so when i say an individual so i the whatever i experience as my body as my mind as my intellect as the ahankar and as the samskar which are there they are all part of that apara prakriti only hmm it's very very scientific and very beautiful so apareyam itastvanyam prakriti vidhi me param but different from this apara prakriti bhagwan says is my para prakriti para means higher superior and what is this superior prakriti jeeva bhuta mahabaho e mahabaho this is the this has become the jeeva this para prakriti goes to become the jeeva and it this para prakriti is the one which holds this entire apara prakriti together para prakriti is the one which holds the whole jagat yaedam dharyate jagat so this para prakriti is the seer within the witness consciousness what we call the witness see like for example 
I am seeing this book, I am seeing all of you, I am looking through my eyes. I am thinking with my mind. I am understanding with my intellect. But subtler than my eyes, subtler than my mind, subtler than my intellect is that witness who is aware of all this is what is happening. You can understand, get a glimpse of this witness which remains same in all the three periods of time. In the waking, in the dream, in the deep sleep state. Even when we are asleep, the witness is awake. The witness is as though aware of that deep sleep state also. Therefore, when we wake up, we remember that, oh, I had gone to sleep, I had slept well. So that witness was aware, witness has experienced that deep sleep state also. So that witness consciousness, that witness consciousness which is witness of all this Ashtadha Prakriti, that which is aware of the entire cosmos, that witness consciousness is called here Para Prakriti. It is also called Purusha elsewhere. It is also called Purusha. Purusha and Prakriti. So it is also called Purusha or Para Prakriti. Don't get confused with these terms. You can name them differently also if you like. But keep that name to yourself. So God means Brahma has got this twofold Prakriti, Apara and Para. Matter and consciousness. This consciousness alone, expressing through matter, becomes life. So Jiva Bhutam, what Bhagavan says, this consciousness expressing through the matter comes alive. It is called life. Life is something different from matter. Even if you go into details of matter, you will not find life there. It is very strange. You take our own human body, our little cell. All that cell is made up of are nothing but chemicals only. But it's not just ordinary chemical. That chemical can think. That chemical can multiply, divide. It can produce different hormones, different chemicals, different things it can produce. It can communicate. If there is some, you put a pain in your one part of the body, something there communicates this whole thing to the brain. Somebody is trying to pinch you. You are sleeping during the pravachan. (laughs) Your neighbor is pinching you. So immediately it goes to the brain. So it is, it's such a marvelous, but once that life disappears, the body remains same. See, sometimes a person is dead and is sitting there and one is not aware. And after checking, then you know, he is no more there. Body remains same. All the chemicals remain same, but there is something missing. So what is that? That life is the expression of this para-prakriti only. It's like our uh, electricity. A bulb, a bulb you can say is like a para-prakriti. And that electricity is para-prakriti. When they come together, it manifests as light. If the bulb is not there, there is no light. 
electricity is not there, there is too low light. When this para and apara prakriti come together, there is this expression of life. So, jiva bhutam mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagata. And it is the life which holds our body together. Similarly, it is that life force, this para-prakriti, which holds this entire cosmos together. It is held together, dharyate, it is held together by this para-prakriti only. The seer holds the scene. This we experience in our dream. When you are dreaming, you are seeing the dream, the whole world which is there, beautiful world, your friends and the party which is going on, everything in your dream is held by you. So when you wake up, the seer of the dream wakes up, there remains no dream. The party doesn't continue. Right? After you wake up, you don't hear music. That, oh, the party is going on, but I am awake. Let me sleep again and join the party. Nothing like that. Similarly, this entire cosmos which we see is held by that para-prakriti or what we call purusha. Yayedam dharyate jagata to jiva bhutam mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagata So that consciousness alone expresses as life and it makes this apara prakriti alive. The ahankar becomes alive. The mind becomes alive. The intellect becomes alive. The senses becomes alive. And this whole cosmos is alive only. Not by its intrinsic nature, but because of the blessings of this para prakriti. So these two are very important to remember. So you Please remember this, and as I said, the same topic will be explained, dealt with in other chapters also, using different terms. In the in the in the 13th chapter, as I said, Bhagwan calls this apara prakriti kshetra field, and kshetradnya, the para prakriti kshetradnya means the knower of the field, the witness. So these two together forms this entire world, the seer and the same, the one who is experiencing and that which is experienced. So that which is experienced is called apara-prakriti and the one who is experiencing is called para-prakriti. At a cosmic level, we call it God, I mean God's prakriti and at a, at a individual level, the same apara and para-prakriti form an individual also. Hmm. This is the uh, whole, uh, uh, what you call, understanding of this whole cosmos. One more verse and again we will try to comprehend it completely. Etad yoni nibhutani Sarvanityupadharaya Aham Krishnasya Jagataha Prabhava Pralayas Tatha 
ಎತೂತಾಣಿಪಧಾರಯ ಅಹಂ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಜಗತ ಪ್ರಭವ ಪ್ರಲಯಸ್ತೂತಾಗವಾನ್ಸೆಸ್ಟುಗೇದರ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ದ ವೆರಿ ಸೋರ್ಸ್ ಯೋನಿ ದ ವೆರಿ ಕಾಸ್ ದ ವೆರಿ ಸೋರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಎತೂತಾಧಾರಯ ದಸ್ ಯು ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಮೇಡ್ ಅಪ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರಾ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಪರಾ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ದಿಸ್ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸ್ ಎಸ್ ಐ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ ಪ್ಲಸ್ ದ ಅದರ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಿಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಿ ಮೈಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ನೋ ದ ಅದರ್ ಲೋಕಾಸ್ ದ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಲೋಕ ದ ಪಾತಾಲ್ ಲೋಕ ಔರ್ ದ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಟೈಪ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೋಕಾಸ್ ಅತಲ ವಿತಲ ಸುತಲ ತಲಾತಲ್ ರಸಾತಲ್ ಪಾತಾಲ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫೋರ್ಟೀನ್ ಭುವನಾಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಂಡಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ಆರ್ ಮೇಡ್ ಅಪ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟೂ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿಸ್ ದ ಪರಾ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಅಪರಾ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಔರ್ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಕಾನ್ಶಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ matter is what we try to study in science and all the all of them keep on studying matter and when they are told to study life they say it doesn't matter so matter and life and this matter is controlled by that life controlled by the seer and in subtler science and nowadays actually with quantum mechanics and all they have understood that what i see is controlled by the seer many experiments they have done wherein the seer the subject plays a very important role in what is seen the subject can control and can modify what is seen this we do at the individual personal level in our dream even before going to sleep the very thoughts which we have or the feelings which we have we give it form in our dream sometimes we create the whole picture in our dream i become god of my dream and in order to create that dream i use matter and that life force to create all that is there in my dream in the same way this entire cosmos which we experience and all the beings right from a tiny little bacteria to all the giant elephants to human beings and even the devatas and other lokas and other beings of the other lokas everything is made up of this para and apara prakriti which is nothing but nature of god so the entire cosmos which we experience is nothing but god apara prakriti and para prakriti of bhagwan all of us are sitting and eating and walking in god only our body our mind is made up of bhagwan's para apara prakriti and that life which is pulsating in us that because of which we are conscious of this world that is bhagwan's para prakriti but deep within this para and apara prakriti is that god who is beyond both this prakriti who is nameless formless beyond all comprehension but when he manifest he manifest in the form of this para and apara prakriti just as yesterday i gave the example of fire fire in wood is incomprehensible 
we can't see the light of fire nor the heat of fire when it is in the wood it is so nice to hold the wood but once that wood expresses as fire you won't be able to hold it so that fire when it expresses it expresses light and heat similarly god when he expresses brahma when he reveals himself he reveals as para and apara prakriti that is called what we call the sagun brahma sagun means brahma with form brahma brahma with qualities when god brahma expresses he expresses para apara prakriti and as this vast cosmos there is nothing in this world not a blade of grass not a not a tiny little atom which is different from god which doesn't belong to god everything is divine everything is divine that is called bhagwan's samagra roop this please you keep in mind all other actually what happened that so many names so many forms so many different things are there later on to make it easy have become it has made it more complex only therefore i am not giving any names like oh, brahma vishnu mahesh this that and all it will make it more complex in your mind ha huh. so just keep this brahma that brahma alone has got this two fold prakriti the para and the apara or my left hand i will use for apara and para ha <laughs> huh? and that brahma along with this apara and apara prakriti is also called ishvara hmm. so is called ishvara and the part of that ishvara is the jiva who is also ishvara in his miniature form you can say ishvara private limited <laughs> all of us are ishvara private limited trying to be different from ishvara just like our body there are billions and millions i don't know i have not counted the cells which are there they are also part of me only but sometimes they feel they are independent hum to kuch bhi karenge ki farak penda they then it become difficult for the whole body because the whole body has to function as one unit if there is some cells misbehaving then it has to be removed similarly all of us have entire cosmos is a grand body of god the physical body is called uh, the material body is called apara prakriti and the conscious body or the life body is called para prakriti one god is moving around in this world playing that itself is called this whole cosmos this only one god not many so etad yoni ni bhutani bhagwan says these two are the yoni the very source of this entire cosmos sarvani iti upadharaya all just you understand this you accept this you may not be able to comprehend it fully bhagwan says you just accept it jani hi upadharaya ki the whole entire cosmos is made up of this para and apara prakriti and since this para apara prakriti belongs to me my nature only see nature is that which cannot be separated 
para and apara prakriti cannot exist without god without brahma but brahma can exist swallowing this both para and apara prakriti when brahma exist without expressing para and apara prakriti he is called the nirgun nirakar brahma and when brahma expresses as this para and apara prakriti he is called sagun sakar or sagun nirakar brahma means sagun brahma so sagun brahma and nirgun brahma both are i mean they are not two they are brahma alone brahma with form or brahma without form is brahma alone so one without a second so bhagwan says therefore aham krishnasya jagatah i am the very prabhavah the very source of the entire cosmos through my prakriti i am the source of this entire cosmos therefore in the upanishads the teacher tells the disciple that if you want to know the brahma you try to investigate from where this world has come where it is sustained and where it merges back that is brahma janmat jasya yataha brahma is that from where everything arises is sustained and it merges back to in order to discover that brahma we can find in our own own self also from where all this thoughts arise from where all this emotion arise from where even the life force arises the very source of everything is that brahma which is not different from atma when we use the term atma and the term brahma means the same same tatva so aham krishnasya jagatah prabhava pralayastatha so i am the very source of this entire creation and pralayah tatha also the ultimate uh, dissolution of this entire cosmos everything again merges back into me bhagwan shankaracharya ji in atmabodh gives a very beautiful example of uh, uh, water and bubbles so he says the so many cosmoses are born like bubbles in water the bubbles are existing in water they arise from water they exist in water and again dissolve in water when bubbles dissolve in water we can never even imagine that a bubbles exist there somewhere hidden potentially it is there and they arise they remain for some time and just dissolve similarly this vast cosmos and our scriptures talk about multiple universes we talk about this one universe the science knows but now they are thinking that there might be some more universes so scriptures talk about ananta koti brahmand so all this ananta koti brahmand arise in god remain in god and again merge back into him that god is called brahma who has got this twofold prakriti the para apara prakriti and the para prakriti so please remember this and with this understanding if we go everything will become more and more clear the path of karma yoga will become clear when we say we have to dedicate 
our actions to God, we have to dedicate our actions to this God we are talking about. When we say we have to develop that love and devotion for God, we have to develop love and devotion for this God. Not a little God who exists in a little corner. God doesn't belong only to human beings. Many people have misunderstanding that God belongs to human beings. Human beings are tiny little fraction in this entire cosmos. We have just come recently, two million years ago. I mean, not very recently, but in a cosmic uh, time scale, recently. Before that also God was there. And after us also God will remain. He doesn't belong to. For our easy comprehension, we have given him some form. That is just for easy understanding. For our contemplation, for our meditation, we have given him some picture, some form. It becomes easier. If you want to teach a little children A, B, C, D, it is very difficult. But if you, in front of A, if you draw a big apple, the bigger the apple, the better the child will understand. You will try to shift the attention of the child to that A, that structure, but the child again and again will look at that apple. What is this? A. It becomes easier. Similarly, if I say God is infinite, very difficult to comprehend. But infinity, we look at the sky, it is infinite. We look at the ocean, it is infinite. It is blue in color or gray in color. So just if you ask us a beautiful, a a very creative artist, that please paint God for me. So first he will paint a form blue in color. Then that same God is expressing as uh, all beings, expressing as these five elements and all. So he will put some nice color on his body. God is expressing as compassion. God is expressing as intelligence. God is expressing as friend of all. So you give a nice face to him because human face, because we can identify with the human face. Put a smile on him. Put a nice compassionate large eyes. Put some nice more mukut with five uh, layers on it. And nice, uh, uh, what do you call, orange uh, or a yellow dress and all, depicting earth. That is the picture of God as Krishna. Or like Shiva. Shiva is the most ancient uh, uh, picture of God, which our Rishi Munis has depicted. Lord Shiva is shown having these five elements in him. Akash in the form of Damru, sound. Sound is the expression of Akash. Akash, Vayu. Vayu is that snake which is hissing constantly, throwing out air. Akash, Vayu. Agni. In his third eye, the fire is there. Agni. Jala. Gangaji. And Prithvi, all Bhasma which he is. The Vibhuti which Bhagwan applies to his body. These five elements are different from Lord Shiva, but it belongs to him. It is it is sustained by him. He is sitting there in deep state of meditation and all these five are there on him and they are just playing beautifully. Ashtada, I mean this Pancha, Pancha Mahabhut. Then Lord Shiva's that uh, Nataraja, Nataraja Murti or Nataraja Roop is also most beautiful. 
Bhagwan Shiva is standing on a, as though on a little uh, being. It's a, it's like a, like a, it's a dance of creation, sustenance and dissolution. And that being is a symbol of ignorance on which, not knowing the Lord's uh, real nature, we see him in this beautiful form of this creation. In one hand, Bhagwan is holding the Damru, which indicates the creation. In uh, another hand, Bhagwan shows that Abhaya Mudra, which, which uh, means uh, sustenance. I will take care of you. And in one hand, Bhagwan holds uh, fire. It's the fire of dissolution. Everything dissolves in him. Bhagwan has his one feet on that uh, being, which is that ignorance. And one feet is uh, held up, and one of his hand, you check the murti huh, properly. His one feet is uh, slightly up, and one hand is pointing towards the feet, foot. So it is as though Bhagwan is saying, you surrender to me, and I will take care of you. So God expresses as... The, is, as the power of creation, sustenance, dissolution, power of uh, confusion or ignorance, and power of releasing the jiva from ignorance also. Anugraha. Anugraha Shakti also. So in various this type of uh, ways, the nature of God is revealed in our scriptures. In the form of stories, in the form of various uh, pictures and images. Uh, they are revealed. Even uh, the Shivalinga is nothing but uh, depiction of Prakriti, and Ara and Apara Prakriti, or Purusha and Prakriti. The Yoni is there and a Linga is there. That Linga denotes that Purusha or Para Prakriti, and that Yoni represents Apara Prakriti, and together they are the source of this entire creation. So, Etad Yoni Nibhutani Sarvani Iti Upadharaya. O Arjuna, understand that these two prakritis are the very source of this entire creation. And I am, because they belong to me, I am the source of this world, sustenance of this world and dissolution of this world. Everything merges back into me. Pralayas tatha. That is, the, this is, God reveals his nature. Now when we listen to this, we might, even after being told so many times, we might feel that, oh, Bhagwan, you are like this. Are there any more gods like that? Do you have brothers? Do you have a father? Do you have children? Do you have some neighbors and all? Are there other gods? So here in the next verse, very clearly Bhagwan says that there are none other than me. Matta Parataram Nanyata Kinchidastidhananjaya Mai Sarvamidam Protam Sutre Manigana Iva Matta Parataram Nanyata Kenchidastidhananjaya mai sarvamidam protam 
सूत्रे मणिगणाइव हाँ भगवान से हे धनंजय कि मत परतरम न अन्यत किंचित अस्ती देट देर इज नथिंग अदर नो वन अदर देन मी अदर देन मी एज ईश्वर देर इज नो अदर बीइंग देर इज नो अदर मैटर देर इज नो अदर वर्ल्ड अदर देन मी दैट्स कॉल एक एकोंकार वन वन विदाउट अ सेकेंड गॉड इज वन एंड एवरीथिंग इज एक्सप्रेशन ऑफ गॉड सीज होल वर्ल्ड इज गॉड If a person says that I have not seen God, uh, he doesn't know what he is seeing. Everything is God. If you have not seen God, just look into the mirror. You will see God smiling at you if you smile. You look at anyone is God only. But only a a fractional group of God we see. We have to understand God in His cosmic form. All the entire cosmos. with the entire space air fire everything and all the brahmandas and all the jivas together is god matta parataram nanyat kinchid asti dhananjaya there is nobody higher than me nobody different from me nobody lower than me also parataram you can say higher than me anyat different or kinchid even lesser than me there is no one other than me i alone am there and the very essence of this experience of i is that god only so at present whatever idam 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 i experience as this 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 is that apara prakriti the aham which i experience the pure i consciousness the pure i awareness is the para prakriti and when i identify with this i consciousness meditate upon it then i transcend this both para and apara prakriti and get established in my own transcendental nature so mai matta parataram nanyat kinchid asti dhananjaya there is nothing other than me oh dhananjaya understand it is one i only playing in this world as this vast cosmos so we have a beautiful term in our literature called leela leela means play leela means play it is not uh, work bhagwan is not working bhagwan is not uh, this uh, doing something busy no it is his play this whole world with all this whatever is seen experience is a play of that divinity it's also called vilas of that chaitanya chid vilas some philosophers name is a chid vilas play of consciousness in bhakti literature it is it is called ras leela ras means rasa belonging to rasa rasa means happiness this is the play of happiness god is of the nature of happiness raso vaisaha and the whole world is a play of happiness so this image this concept this understanding one should keep in mind and try to strengthen this understanding uh in and through all that we do while working in this world we should keep this understanding that i am doing this work for this cosmic god one god 
whether we name him ram krishna it doesn't matter whether we name him shiva it doesn't matter whether we just call him om it doesn't matter whatever name you give but don't consider that god which you are worshiping as one jeeva if you consider him jeeva then he becomes jeeva you should understand that he is that supreme lord who is the master of this entire cosmos so matta parataram nanyat kinchidasti dhananjaya mai sarvam idam protam everything is pervaded by me everything is uh, as though like a sutre manigana eva beautiful example like a thread pervades a mala let us say a, this like a the pushpa mala is there it is all pervaded by a thread so just imagine that uh, a, a mala is there made up of different pearls which are also made up of that uh, thread only like sometimes we make uh, mala with gaat maar maar ke banate hain na in the good old days they used to make malas like that to do japa so we have to take a big thread a thick one and just you make a knot then make another knot then make another knot so all this knotty malas 108 knot you can again tie them together and that becomes like a beautiful japa mala so it appears as though there are many many this uh, knots are there but all of them are made up of the same thread it is one thread which expresses as this entire that mala our pujya gurudev used to give very beautiful example that once one child goes to uh, 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 exhibition hmm? art exhibition and there are beautiful paintings and embroidered tree and all those things were there so he goes in one room and there he sees a beautiful embroidered uh, this uh, painting was there what you call that image was there mountains and the trees and the and the sun and the river and the and the birds flying and the person sitting there and playing that murli and the cow and all those things everything was there made up of thread and one thread was hanging down there so child had gone to see so he saw something hanging there so he pulled it and he started coming so as he pulled it came more and more and as it came the lower portion of the whole scenery got wiped out it got dissolved it got dissolved and as he pulled more the feet of the cow started going out and then he pulled and the the belly of the cow also disappeared and then it reached the river and he kept on pulling and the boat also disappeared then he kept on pulling the grasses started going down and then the mountains and all and finally the sky and the bird which was flying also got dissolved and the sun also got dissolved and the whole thing came down in the form of thread but if you look into the essence of the thread it is made up of cotton so that cotton is like brahma this thread is that brahma along with his prakriti goes to make this beautiful imagery so similarly that pure consciousness with his para and apara prakriti forms this wonderful world 
मई सर्वमिदम प्रोतम सूत्रे मणिगणा वह भगवान से आई परवेड ईच एंड एवरी थिंग ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड लाइक द थ्रेड विच परवेड्स अ माला अ मणिमाला द थ्रेड समटाइम्स इज नॉट सीन वी ओनली सी द ब्यूटिफुल मणि वी डोंट सी द कनेक्टिंग लिंक वी वैन वी लुक एट दिस वर्ल्ड वी सीम टू सी एवरीथिंग एज डिफरेंट i am different from you one object is different from the other object but there is something which is connecting all of us that which is connecting all of us is called god god is the is the beautiful connection in this world he pervades everything i am connected as god to you to everyone to a tiny little ant to a person living in some other planet to a jeeva who is in other loka everything is connected by the god see like our phone and all no our mobile phone now can we talk from one mobile to another we can talk but when we talk it goes the uh, the what you call the signal goes to a main place and then it gets transmitted to that so there is someone who is connecting these two mobiles or many mobiles and all similarly god is the one who connects all of us all of us are connected by that one god principle so mai sarvam idam protam sutre manignaiva so this is what bhagwan calls jnana he reveals his identity from a individual standpoint the individual is made up of this five uh, what you call the five koshas annamay pranamay manomay vidnyanamay anandamay kosha and uh, that consciousness which is there which is the witness of this five koshas but from a cosmic level bhagwan is revealing as the apara and para prakriti mai sarvam idam protam sutre manigana iva so keeping this in mind we have to proceed on our path to recognize and realize this god we don't have to go to a particular place to see god we don't have to go to a particular time to see god he is there everywhere present closer to us than we can imagine every breath is there every step god is there god is there as our own self he cannot be closer than that can he cannot be closer than that so to experience god or to surrender to god or to develop that bhakti to god will give us that final state of enlightenment now after revealing his nature bhagwan now reveals some of his vibhutis more about this vibhutis we will see in the 10th chapter but in the following verses bhagwan reveals some of his vibhutis vibhutis means bhagwan now explicitly tells arjuna that i told you that i pervade everything so he explicitly tells in this i am in this way in this object i am here ha huh? so he shows arjuna where he is hiding in this world so very beautiful let us read the 8th verse raso hamapsu kaunteya 
प्रभास्मिशिसूर्यो प्रणवसर्वेदु शब्दे पौरुषम नृषु रसोहमसु कौंतेय प्रभास्मिशिसूर्यो प्रणवसर्वेदु शब्दे पौरुषम नृषु हाँ भगवान सेज आई एम इन अप्सु इन वॉटर आई एग्जिस्ट इन वॉटर आई एग्जिस्ट इन द सन एंड द मून इफ यू लुक एट द सन एंड द मून आई एग्जिस्ट देयर आई एग्जिस्ट इन ऑल द वेदा सर्व वेदेशु आई एग्जिस्ट इन स्पेस आई एग्जिस्ट इन ऑल ह्यूमैनिटी बट हाउ डू एग्जिस्ट आई सी वॉटर बट आई डोंट सी एनी गॉड देयर नहीं you can check water no god you don't see krishna smiling in water you don't see some om in water you don't see some chakras or some other images so where is where are you in water i check in microscope and all you analyze it you find there is hydrogen and oxygen but no god oh god where are you where are you in water भगवान से आई एम इन द फॉर्म ऑफ टेस्ट इन वॉटर रस वॉटर इज एक्सपीरियंस बाय अस इन वेरियस वी एक्सपीरियंस वॉटर विथ अवर आईज ऑल्सो वी एक्सपीरियंस विथ अवर टच ऑल्सो वी एक्सपीरियंस द साउंड ऑफ वॉटर ऑल्सो सो ऑल द फाइव एलिमेंट्स आर देयर हिडन इन वॉटर बट द वेरी एसेंशियल नेचर ऑफ वॉटर इज रस विच इज एक्सपीरियंस विथ अवर टंग that rasa which we experience is the speciality of water it is the very essential nature of water it is called the dharma of water water without that rasa is no water so bhagwan says i exist in that water as its dharma as its essential nature which is taste raso hum apsu kaunteya so next time when you drink water you remember that the taste which are i am getting the the sensation the very essence because of which water is water is god raso hum apsu kaunteya he kaunteya i am rasa he brings his he reveals his nature very closely prabhasmi shashi surya yo ho and when we look at the moon and the sun shashi means the moon and the sun that prabha which is there the glow or the brilliance which is there in that sun and the moon bhagwan says that is that is me i am that prabha in that sun and the moon when you look at the moon it is very soft and soothing soothing light that belongs to god god we can experience with our eyes here first bhagwan says you can experience with me with my your tongue you can experience me with your eyes ha prabhasmi shashi surya yo yo look at the morning sun the rising sun or the setting sun you can see god only in that form it is the very essence of the sun and the moon and when we look at it we should not try to see it from a different standpoint don't try to go into science or other thing and all look at it as the divinity which is expressing and he is giving us the experience through the eyes 
it's the most wonderful thing because it is so common we have taken it for granted you should see those meet those people who are born blind they cannot experience god in that form so whatever we see actually in fact whatever we see it is because of the light of the sun and the moon or it's uh, derived from there only so we see bhagwan only through our eyes so shashi surya yoho prabha then bhagwan says i am in the vedas also sarva vedeshu veda the rigveda yajurveda samveda atharva ved or that book of knowledge ved means to know book of knowledge it's encyclopedia of knowledge and wisdom not only about the world but about something which is subtler than the world which we see it's the wisdom about dharma also what is right and wrong it is wisdom about the ultimate nature of that supreme reality it is revealed in our upanishads in the vedas see science can tell us what an object is it can try to analyze it let us say a flower it can tell us what it is made up of what is its composition and all but science by itself cannot tell us what is right and wrong what is good and bad that is revealed to us in the vedas also science cannot tell us what is the ultimate reality at present science has not reached that state that is also revealed in the vedas but what is so vedas are so vast and all so many mantras and uh, stotras and so many things are there what is where are you hidden in the vedas very beautiful bhagwan says i am pranava pranava means om the very essence of the vedas is om i have not studied vedas don't doesn't matter you just take om and try to study it if you can chant om you have chanted the vedas if you can keep om in your heart you have kept vedas in your heart bhagwan ram krishna paramahamsa is to say the essence of the open i mean the vedas comes in gayatri mantra and the essence of gayatri mantra comes in om therefore in our good old uh, tradition the first thing a child is taught is gayatri mantra and after teaching gayatri mantra the child is taught the vedas so the teaching of the gayatri mantra is that upanayanam ceremony beginning of his learning and then he is taught the vedas but what are the what is said in the vedas is conveyed by that one sound om in order to understand om you study the upanishads especially mandukya upanishad in order to understand mandukya upanishad you study other upanishad in order to understand other upanishad you follow the path of the vedas the karma kanda the upasana so they are all related but ultimately the essence of all this vedas is om om is name of god in that om there are these three main letters are there a u m and that silence when we say om it begins with a it uh, itself becomes o u o and then concludes with m so om 
and that silence which is there in between two om that silence convey the transcendental nature of god god as brahma and that a om conveys the sagun rupa brahma with his para and apara prakriti so a is the jagrat avastha u is the swapna avastha ma is the susupti avastha so this god as wake the great uh, waking state cosmic waking state god as the cosmic dream state god as the cosmic sleep state and god in his transcendental state is revealed by that sound om so if for in order to understand om we have to then go to the scriptures in detail so bhagwan says i am in the vedas as om pranava sarva vedeshu i am om pranava om is called pranava then shabdakhe in in space i am there but space i cannot see space cannot be seen space you can whatever you see is light only you cannot see space no no i see blue blue color you see is not of space it is because of the light play of light space cannot be seen you cannot touch space let me touch space you can't touch space space you cannot taste can't taste space you can't hear uh, i mean you can't uh, smell space but you can hear space the very essence the very dharma of space is sound in the vast vacuum also there is some sort of sound which one can cosmic sound which is the very essence of this space so shabdakhe bhagwan says in space i am as sound so in the beginning bhagwan uh, manifested himself as the sound om that om itself spread out as space in that space itself came all the air and fire and everything and all this cosmos was created so shabdah khe and then he comes to us humanity human being he says paurusham nrushu in man or in human being i am that humanness in him i am that because he, which he is a human being i am that i am that humanity in human being i am that humanness in human just like every every creature they have their own special nature the nature of humanity is to be humane human being humane means humane qualities of of compassion of love of kindness that is what makes us humane that is our essential nature essentially deeply all of us are good thank god essentially deeply by nature all of us are good it's like the water by itself is pure but pollutants when it goes then it becomes impure so our badness is just pollution 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 of the mind pollution of our thinking pollution of our emotions you remove the pollutions and what is left is a pure being valmiki was very violent and used to commit a lot of crime but when that pollution was removed 
by his contact with the first with Naraji and then we chanted Ram Ram Ram, he became a great saint, a great sage. Therefore, it is said that every 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 saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Hmm. So, Paurusham Rishu, that Paurusha, that because of which a human being is a human being, that humaneness, Bhagavan said, that is me. I am the humaneness in you. So, you became, become humane, you become humane, you try to encourage that all those good qualities and you will be able to experience me. No, no, I want to experience God. Yeah, so you try to bring that compassion. Try to Try to remove all pollutants from your system. See, what is pollutant which is not my real nature. For example, some people get angry and all. Anger is not their real nature. Therefore, it comes and goes. That which comes and goes is not my nature, my essential nature. That which cannot be sustained for long, that which becomes a big burden is not my nature. Anger cannot be sustained continuously. You feel exhausted. Anger cannot be sustained. Love can be sustained. Compassion can be sustained. It is not a burden. Hmm. So that humaneness in us, Bhagavan says, is I. So God is in us as, as our humaneness. God is there as the sound. So if you just look at it from a different standpoint is worse. First we have, we are human beings. That humanness is there in us. We have the power to hear sound. We listen to the Vedas and we understand Om. It, uh, it brings a brilliance in our eyes and our brain. The, the Shashi, the moon is the, is the, is the god of the mind. And the Surya, is the Lord of our eyes. So it, the brilliance comes in our eyes and in our mind. With that we come to recognize God and experience Him as Rasa. So Rasa Vaisaha, Rasa we experience of God. To experience Rasa we should have the eyes. Brilliance in our eyes and brilliance in our mind. To get that brilliance in our eyes and mind, we have to worship that Pranava. We should understand that pranava om. In order to understand om, you hear that om from your teacher, that is shabda. In order to hear, you should first become a human being. No, no, I want to remain animal but here. You become a human being, listen to this shabda, keep that om in your heart, it will illumine your intellect and mind. With that illumined intellect mind, you will be able to recognize God as rasa as that pure bliss. So it's the most fascinating, most beautiful. Bhagwan, with all love and so much compassion, he is revealing his identity to God, uh, to Arjuna. And in this, in this chapter, as I said, Bhagwan uses the term I, me, so many times, because he is revealing his own nature here. So more about this, we will see in our class tomorrow. Thank you. We'll conclude with a prayer.
Thank you. 